Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park We're finally actually seeing different places. It's not just like, oh, let's go back to Tatooine. Tatooine? What is it? Is I it think Tatooine, Tatooine is I think it's what tato- it is. Tatooine, but, uh, but yeah. Nope, ta- nope, it's Tatooine. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined, as always, by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes still freaking out we write for <laughs> cinema sins and tv sins and do various other things inside the cinema sins universe as well it'll probably last forever today i you know I, it might it might it's it really is kind of a singular experience that not many people get to have where they have an entire conversation with somebody that is like a hero <laughs> of theirs and then don't even know it until the last few seconds of the conversation like that doesn't and now you're, and now, you're now you're best friends yeah, 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 right. yeah. Now your best buds. They've already uh planned Christmas together and mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really amazing. Yeah. Scott's been so nice on on social media though. Yeah. Like he's a good like dude. he followed me back on Instagram and has been commenting and and Twitter, so That's fun. I think I yeah, I think whenever I show up at his hobbit hole, he'll be okay with that. <laughs> In case you're not aware, uh, this is last week's episode. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, uh, the director of Animal Crackers came on to talk about the movie. And it just turns out he also wrote uh, one of Danae's favorite webcomics uh, as she was getting into webcomics back in the day. So that was a lot of fun. I'm glad for that moment. We will always have that. And it's nice we have that recorded forever. Yeah. Danae, isn't that fun? I know. Can... It, it was fun to listen back to it and kind of go, well, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I wanted to show you guys something, by the way. I just I just thought about this. It has nothing to do with that. I'm sorry, but I just wanted to show you. Can you see oh, that? Oh, you're wearing your Christmas shirt. Nice. You got your ding, ding, yeah, ding. Uh, that we wasn't even intentional. That. We should mention that, too, before we get too much further in. Is that cool? That's Mr. fine. Dyson? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of last chance, right? Because this will be out uh, like two weeks before Christmas. So, yeah, if you, if you want some uh, Christmas merch from the sin mm-hmm. store now is the time i don't i don't know what the cutoff date is i got mine in about a week oh that's so, nice yeah. it does get busier as we get closer to christmas their shipping uh for teespring slows down so if you want to have your merry dingmas shirt which is i know we talk about in the promo that you guys hear but or hoodie, um, or hoodie yeah if you want to get that before christmas you're going to want to order it soon but uh we will have it for sale uh through christmas so if you have extra christmas cash that you want to spend on it you can do that. It is a one print shirt. Once this season's done, we're not going to have this one again. So it's kind of a limited edition merch option. And yeah, you can get it at our store. 
by going to the store link at cinemasins.com. That'll do it. Are we allowed to say that we're going to probably do more? Like, because that was kind of my understanding, right? It's mm-hmm. going to be like a collector's thing. That's kind of why I bought this one. Because I'm like, well, crap, now I got to buy them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That collector's that, mindset. It haunts us all. I also have a behind the sun shirt now and I was wearing it the other day and my daughter was like, is that supposed to be you? <laughs> like, she liked it though. She was a fan. She thought it was great. Dad, are you on your own t-shirt? Cause that's <laughs> I weird. I, yeah. I feel like this all kind of annoys her sometimes. I remember uh, Bill Hader told a story about like, he has to warn his kids that he's doing a voice in a movie before they watch it or they get really irritated with him. <laughs> and they went and saw Finding Dory and he's like in the first scene and he hadn't told them and he thought it would be cool. And it's, it's like like four-year-old daughter or whatever just walked out of the theater. And then he, <laughs> he went out there and he said she was basically like, didn't we talk about this? Like, this- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but I think that would be weird to like hear your dad. I don't, yeah, that would just be an odd, that's gotta be an odd thing. I'm not I Bill Hader, him. but. I follow The Rock on Instagram and he's fantastic. I love his stories with his little daughter who doesn't believe that he is Maui. Oh, right. From Moana. Yeah. So fun because they'll literally be watching it and he'll be singing along and she's like, stop. I'm listening to Maui. He's like, I am Maui. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. Yeah. Fun times. He's so good in that too. He yeah, so oh, yeah. Good. it's great stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. So grab your merch. Uh, Jonathan's right. We are going to be doing more of these each year. We'll release a Christmas shirt, and I, I definitely have been teasing what it could be next year in our promo mm. that's been airing on BTS. <laughs> so there you go. All right, let's move into the sin side scoop. What's he building in there? We're going to take a look at the uh, videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general. Continuing on with the Mandalorian run, doing a little insta-sin for the new season. Uh, and this was the episode called The Heiress, I believe episode three of season two. This was a Dicer Hughes script. Danae and I wrote on this one. Um, so, man, every episode that comes out, uh, I continue to fall more and more in love with this show. Uh, and... It is just it's just hitting all the right marks for me. And I just I'm I'm digging it. I really I really am as well. I'm I am caught up. Well, I haven't watched today's, but uh I did finally watch the uh intro of Grogu. Uh, yeah, a couple Grogu. Days ago. <laughs> 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 Can't wait to talk about that in a couple of weeks because right. I have a rant about why that pisses people off. It's that's I I just don't get it. But I anyways. think we're probably on the same page. I don't know where Danae is, but we can go ahead and just say this now. I'm pro Grogu. I am pro Goo. I, I think fine. it's it's fine. I have no problem gonna, with told, it. I told today and Barrett if you know if we're gonna accept Yoda, Jabba the Hutt, Boba Fett, like what what is Grogu? I mean, right. what does it matter? I mean, if you think about it, Han Solo's a silly name, you know, sure. but like we have accepted it. It's just you know, it just became part of lore. Mm-hmm. So I think this will I think this will just become part of pop culture, just like everything else. It is gonna be hard to get off the baby Yoda, baby Yodes, uh, mm-hmm. which I prefer that you know you guys made up for one of the some of the scripts, but uh-huh. uh but I'll, I'll get there. I, I'm pro Grogu for sure. <laughs> and he's so cute. 
like when he says his name and then he looks at him it's just it's beautiful <laughs> we are getting ahead of ourselves but i guess it's yeah, okay because we, we will get there eventually well, but this episode i really enjoyed um you know as barrett has been talking about side quests uh, i mm-hmm. thought this was a really fun side quest and um i love katie sackoff i'm a huge katie sackoff fan. Yeah. i'm a huge battlestar galactica fan she was on 24 and uh i just always really liked her so uh she was on that really cool Bionic Woman show that didn't last mm-hmm. very long, the reboot. Um, but so it was really cool to see her. And I think she just fits in Star Wars like yeah. so easily. Like that just makes perfect sense. So I hope we get to see her again. Bo Katan, right? Is is who uh, she's playing? Yeah, I believe so. I and believe and right. I think she voiced Bo Katan in the um cartoon in Clone Wars. Oh, interesting. So they brought her as the voice to the real life. I thought that was really cool because Lots of times that doesn't happen, you know, but, um, but yeah, they decided to do that. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. In this episode, it's the, it's the shocking moment when the Mandalorians show up and they take off their helmets <laughs> <laughs> and we kind of, I guess, have a moment where we're realizing that possibly our Mandalorian could be from a cult. Yeah. So yeah. it's a little bit of like a, Ooh, okay. Could be something going on here. Yeah, I like that, too. I mean, I feel like that's kind of like you have like, you know, like, uh, for instance, I grew up, you know, Church of Christ. Uh, well, well, I didn't grow up Church of Christ, but I went to Church of Christ school. Um, and it was interesting to see like the old style Church of Christ versus like what, you know, like there is music sometimes now and, you know, stuff like that. So I this kind of felt like a religion thing to me where you've mm-hmm, got people sure. that are still very much you know, they're part of that culture. Do they, they call but, it, but they've evolved. I, I don't know if evolved is the right word. Cause it's not, it's, I'm not saying you haven't evolved. If you, if you still want to follow older guidelines, but, um, I as, you know, I couldn't tell if it was that or if it was a cult, if it was an offshoot, I, it almost felt to me more like it was like, not that he was like old school religion and they were like new mm-hmm. school religion, but more like the religion itself was just an offshoot of, you know, um, Mandalore. I gotcha. Like but Southern think, Baptist versus right, Baptist. yeah. Like he's a child of the <laughs> child of the watch. Is that what it was? Child of it, well, I can't remember what I they called it. They but. said so, that it was a so. sect that broke off to reignite the old ways. I think okay, so there's maybe a little bit of both. To. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm gonna trust you. It's been so long since I watched this. Oh, episode. me too. No, don't trust <laughs> yeah, me. Sorry, guys. It, I can hear all the fans going, "What the fuck are you guys talking about?" But um, I'm never like, gonna please Star Wars fans. I'm just, yeah. I, I've given up I on that like, goal. One of the interesting things that's happening to me as I'm watching Mandalorian is not being able to see someone's face means that we are always going to be able to project how we think the Mandalorian is feeling Mm -hmm. under the mask. So my version of how he's responding to their masks coming or their helmets coming off and then working with them at the very end of this episode saying this is the way. And to me, I get to interpret that as him kind of saying we'll work alongside each other. Maybe you're, maybe we're all Mandalorians together. Like I get to say that, but somebody else might have interpreted that as like a slight. Right. So mm-hmm. because we're completely lacking facial expression, it's just a very, it's a very interesting way to watch a mm-hmm. show. And then we're experiencing, again, we're fast forwarding, like with the Grogu thing, it's a similar thing, right? Where we got to kind of do whatever we wanted to with this character. And then there's a definition that comes. And of course, there's going to be disappointment in that. So it's just, it's very good. It's it's a very uh, interesting experiment for me um, mm-hmm. as a, a viewer because I'm well, not used to. 
There's also the thing that we continue to talk about that streaming services choose to do differently depending on the service of drop it all and binge it or go week to week. And that handles these kind of moments differently. If you're binging the season, you only have, you know, a couple episodes to to deal with, you know, these things, and then maybe you'll get answers. And so there isn't that reaction that we have on the week to week thing. So it's both the positive and negative of that week distance of people can get upset because it didn't go the way they wanted, but it's also that thing of everybody's talking about it, right? Like everybody's Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what does it mean? What, you know, so where are we going next? Like that kind of thing. So I don't know. I find all that really interesting, you know, to, to kind of decide what's the better way to release these seasons of shows. I like week to week. I personally. do too. I do too. Yeah. I think that's how I, I, lean. I think I do too. I mean, cause even, even when they drop them, like, uh, I tend to watch them. I don't tend to watch them all at once, even if they are dropped that way, like Queens Gambit. I watched that all not week to week, but I think I watched one like every few days mm-hmm. cause yeah. I just kind of wanted to let it, I don't know. Cause it was like, especially with something like Queens Gambit, it's like, I kind of like to soak the episode in a little sure. bit, right? Before I just jump to the next one. Yeah. My wife, I know, doesn't have that ability. Like if it's all there, she's just going to watch all of it, which is why we end up not watching a lot of shows together. <laughs> We're very different in that way. Yeah. Uh, unless it's a week to week and then we, we watch some of those together. But uh, yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I'm 100. I've always been week to week. Yeah, uh, I think me too. Me too. Uh, let's get into the video part of it. Jonathan, why don't you kick us off uh, since you didn't write on it? Um, what are some things from the video you wanted to to chat about. I also had to, I couldn't remember when I was rewatching it for, for this, if I had watched it or not, if Aaron, if I had written on it or not, if Aaron hadn't sent it. <laughs> yeah. And then we have to assume that Aaron's right. So, um, <laughs> no, that always... is a very dangerous thing to assume, but continue. Uh, Mando explaining, uh, I don't know how we hadn't done that yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was he born with a heavy case of who came up with magnet ass? That, that, was, that was a combine, right? That was so. I I said, "Is there a magnet on?" Like, I think I put the word "magnet" in mine, yeah. but then mm-hmm. Aaron turned it into "magnet ass," which is great. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think that's beautiful. how it worked. So I think uh, mine was a little more clunky, and his was more clever, <laughs> and so we just kind of massaged that one. Oh, Danae! Um, but here's the thing: like, there is a seatbelt behind him, right? He is. He Sometimes is just he's like, in it. Sometimes he's in it. Sometimes yeah. he's not. And then I'm like, is he using the force to stay in his seat? What mm-hmm. is happening here? He should be flinging around, but he's not. So, <laughs> um, honey, where's Liam? <laughs> <laughs> I have that one written down too. <laughs> um, pronoun gaming your own Easter eggs was a great way to put that. And uh, who was taking notes? Because that was a lot. <laughs> it was, man. That was a lot of exposition. <laughs> uh, yeah. that, that, uh, it was great. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I also enjoyed cream of offspring soup. I thought that was, that was really funny. Um, the, uh, there, that's a lot of alien buttholes to accommodate, uh, for thinking about restrooms across the universe. Uh, I'd never considered that before. Um, yeah, thank you for helping uh, all of us have to stop and pause and consider that. <laughs> Listen, all these aliens, they, they're all different. I, why do wrong. we all assume they can just sit down and, you know, evacuate in the same way that we do? I You're don't not know. wrong. Yeah. You really are not wrong. Um, the grabbing a man's chowder hose without explicit consent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, planets with only one sun and making that a sin uh, when your planet only has one sun. Uh, calling them Blue Mando Group. Uh, I enjoyed, and then uh, treating strangers like grandparents uh, made me laugh quite a bit as well. I thought that was good. Danae, did you have any yeah. you wanted to add? 
that came from a real place. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I'd be like, Mom, Dad, <laughs> I got to do something. Can you watch my kid? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think the ones that I enjoyed on this one were kind of just the, like pointing out the Mando turning into a fuddy duddy and not being able to fight back or not right. being able to rescue the child himself when we've seen him go into the mouth of a dragon and without fear. So what is it about the water? Like, why can't he swim down and do exactly what right. the other Mandalorian does? And I think it was an interesting, I mean, obviously it's a choice for the story to show sure. that he, you know, needed help. And I understand that, but um, I, I like just like, he needs no air. He, he's Mandalorian. Yeah. He needs no air. <laughs> um, pointing out that the mama core would um, have to poop out the best scar. So what was the plan to get the best scar? Mm -hmm. uh, um, and then also the uh, cable knit sweater and yeah. how that would not work well with those very <laughs> spiky arms. It's a good thought. It's definitely a good observation. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun taking on these Mandalorians. I didn't mind that the fishing village looks like a fishing village. And even cable, like the, the whole knit sweater thing, it's a very Fisher Village yeah, situation. Yeah, it's a very main thing. Like it's a very north uh, northeast kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's it, it's understandable. It's going to keep you warm. Um, and as you're looking around, you know, obviously it's an actor that has their arm in like claw sleeves. So they put on a sweater and then they put on the claw sleeves. But then when you think about it practically, that sweater should be so much larger to accommodate the arms. So yeah. You know, fun stuff like that. Again, though, I love the environments that these guys are going to. We, we just get to go see so many different places, and I, I really, enjoy, yeah, I really think that's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's we're a trip around the world. We're finally actually seeing different places. It's not just like, oh, let's go back to Tatooine and see what's going on over <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Tatooine? Is this just Tatooine? Or Tatooine? What is it? Is it I think Tatooine. Tatooine is I think it's what tat it is. Tatooine, but uh, but yeah, nope, tat nope, it's Tatooine. <laughs> hey, listen, that would be very painful. Hey. Uh, tattooed weenie. I'm just uh, yeah, saying that would. You'd be surprised what people do. Oh, I'm sure. Don't, oh, I'm don't sure. Google that. I'm sure yeah, people. I'm, not, I've, I'm never don't. going to Google that. I'm not. I would not get a tattoo weenie, but I still like keep trying to like. Uh, well, and right now I would not go to a tattoo parlor with COVID, but um, uh, I still keep wanting to get like my daughter's initials or something like on my shoulder or something. Mm -hmm. But sure, I'm. But I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared of needles. <laughs> no, I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, let's move on to Walking Dead World Beyond. Yes, Yay. a Walking Dead spinoff. Um, this was a Dicer Watkins script. Jonathan and I writing on this and not subjecting Danae to any of the Walking Dead universe. Um, Although she probably would have been fine with this. One. this I, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. There was. I mean, there was a little bit of zombie grossness, but nothing. Nothing happened in this episode. <laughs> it's so bad. This is. I hate to admit. Go ahead. Sorry, you go first. No, no, no. I was just going to say it's a really interesting one to do because it is a brand new show and we're sitting the pilot, yeah. you know, right as it happened. Um, well, yeah, and this was so. originally supposed to come out closer to right. when the, the first episode aired and then just, you know, stuff happened and we, it had to be pushed. But um, that was kind of why we did it for people that are like, why did you do this? I didn't know the show existed. And, you know, I saw all those questions. <laughs> I kind of I know, enjoyed I it. Really, huh? I kind of enjoyed doing it. Oh, sending it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Now, and, you know, and it's it's fun to get these when they first happen. But uh, and we knew nothing about this really going in or I didn't. And even when I tried to look up stuff on it, it was all very much like just people being interviewed and given the usual like, mm -hmm. yeah, we're excited to do this yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But um, I usually don't make I don't know. I hate making like this like comments like this, but 
this might this is the worst pilot I've seen in a long time. It's rough. It's really it rough. Has to be. It's really rough. But it was so bad. It wasn't so bad. It was so good, but it was so bad. I was almost tempted to keep watching the show because I was like, where is this going? But then at the end, it kind of felt like, oh, it's just going to be Walking Dead Jr. Right? Because then yeah. you find out they're going to go off on their trip. Yeah. Just like in the first season, they decided they were going to go to Atlanta or whatever. I mean, not Atlanta, uh, Washington or whatever. Yeah. Um, and my understanding, it, yeah. my understanding is it's going to be a two season, almost kind of miniseries yes, kind of thing. Like it's I, it's a planned two season thing. Um, they're, they're not going to, you know, keep it going for longer than that, I guess is the idea. But, um, but yeah, I just, this is what the walking dead does that just, that just makes me so angry. They, they, they've done two shows now, two spinoff shows that both apparently just want to be the walking dead, you know, like, it's just like you have, you have a universe you can build. You can do something completely different in this universe that is from a different angle or interesting or, you know, and especially when you're talking about world beyond where it's about like mm-hmm. the healing and like how you get past the zombies, like that's interesting, but no, you're just going to, you know, make it, you know, more or zombie like, stuff. What's going on in other countries, you know, right, do it yeah. way in, way in the future, um, yeah. you know, something, but yeah, no, it, this felt like they were just like, we need a Y, YA is real popular now. Mm-hmm. We should do a YA walking dead yeah. and then hired no one that knew anything about YA. Right. That's what that's what it felt like. Yeah. Like these they, these are, these are supposed to be kids, but they're like, but they but they're adults basically, right? Because they're mm-hmm. they're like they're like put in charge of like city planning and yeah. <laughs> like it, it, it's like there's actual adults around. Like what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like who would listen to this kid? Right, right. Uh, it Danae, just, none I, of it made sense. I'm really curious, Danae, Like watching the video, like how you what you interpret this show. To be like, were you able to kind of envision? You can give thoughts and transition into the video if you want, but I was just, I was just curious, kind of like your thoughts about this show. Oh, so I super didn't watch it. The video, the sins video, uh, you didn't. I was just like, I like completely forgot about it. Go <laughs> <laughs> me. Well, like, fair enough. Super sitting here listening to you guys going, oh yeah, that was definitely something I should have done. <laughs> Too late now. Based on the YouTube comments, everybody forgot or didn't know it existed. So yeah. it's all good. Yeah. I do remember you guys talking about it and you know expressing all this stuff. Like as you're talking, like, yeah, I remember that we had this, but it was so long ago. Mm-hmm. And I just super spaced it. Sorry. Yeah. Hi. No, listen, I understand that zombie Oopsie. blind spot. You know, it's just like you're looking down the the list of stuff we're doing on the show today. You just, you know, skip right over I it. I get it. it. I, I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame so... you actually for this one. Uh, Jonathan, Sorry, guys. No, Jonathan, you want to kick us off with some video thoughts then? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this show exists. I thought that was perfect. <laughs> I think Aaron put that in. It's called The Pursuit of Excellence Hope. That was. <laughs> oh, and then. And then the not in my America, I mean, not in my Civic Republic military, CRM, <laughs> CRM. <laughs> I loved Aaron went on this whole rant about the, uh, like the, 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 what did they make? The banner. Yeah. Like the yeah, banner yeah. really bothered Aaron. And <laughs> there was multiple sins about it, which I thought were great. Well, it's just one of those prop things where it, it makes no sense when you really think about how that prop is supposed to, to develop, right? Because yeah. they've got this banner 
that is supposed to be welcoming their guests, right? And it says, yeah. like, welcome such and such. And then at the end says something like, you guys all like, suck or something or you like suck that. suck my balls or well, yeah, something, some, I something can't dumb or whatever. <laughs> but it's like, where was all that space on the banner for the you guys suck portion when they originally made the banner? Like, <laughs> yeah. why is it there? Were they, was it unfinished and they were going to add to it that right. morning? Yeah. You know, like, well, yeah. And, then, and, then, and then you have, like, all the different colors that were, like, not spaced out well. And that was and the the second part of it they just the artistic (laughs) vision of this banner was so bad it's like why do you have light green next to dark green if you're going for like you know (laughs) like a variety space those things out and then the last and maybe my favorite was you said that there wasn't a crease (laughs) when she showed it you were later it's true it's just true that's all uh 92 percent of this episode is uncreative exposition dumps i thought was really good oh and then, and then your whole the whole thing about the radio static the first part where she said something about it could be radio static and you're like what <laughs> and then later you're like yeah sure it wasn't just radio static yeah um and then obviously the best one was the dialogue in this show is so earnest i'm surprised it hasn't gone to camp jail and saved christmas you know what i mean Vern? <laughs> that was brilliant yeah yeah. Uh, anytime you can get a Jim Varney reference in there, Absolutely. Uh, all the better for it. Uh, yeah, you mentioned a lot of the ones I had. I also like nothing says awesome rager, like being crammed in a small storage room with a bunch of drunk teenagers. I thought that was a good observation. Uh, the slam on the MCU where the line in the show is, uh, your head is so far up the future's ass, you've completely abandoned the now. And then the sin is just the MCU. Um, episode does not contain a karate fight with zombies. I thought it was a great scene. I was so mad. When I saw that karate class, I was like, yes, (laughs) we're going to get karate and zombies. And it never happened. Never happened. Never happened. Uh, I thought that was definitely foreshadowing. The the only other thing I wanted to mention was, again, thinking through this world. This show just doesn't seem interested in really thinking things through because they have this situation where people who are close to death because in this world – when you die, you turn into a zombie no matter what. You don't have to get yeah. bitten or anything. Just when you die, yeah, yeah, you turn yeah. into a zombie. Um, and so they have people who are on death's door or might die soon in like nursing homes with like caged doors and those kind of things. And this person dies and I think she comes up to visit her or whatever and almost gets attacked by this person. I'm just mm-hmm. like, how in how in a world like this do you not have a pulse bracelet on everybody? Or oh, yeah. you, you know, something that would indicate even just a camera in their room or something, you know, that would indicate that they've they've died or turned or or whatever. Yeah. Like how do you not do constant checks, you know, to to know? That, that was the only like semi like decent moment by the way (laughs) because you're right it's like that's kind of interesting but then like you said they kind of ruin it and also i forgot to talk about the ending man the ending of this episode is so bleak and it doesn't earn it at all like they just slaughter everyone except for the main characters (laughs) yeah yeah and it's just like that should have been like that could have been so cool like in a good show right right Or, or effective not cool slaughtering people is never cool but effective <laughs> effective storytelling um, just but, so just so you're clear but, we are anti-slaughtering people yeah yes but it was just kind of an aside that everybody was 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 murdered yeah they just kind of it was almost just like an aside it was like part of like a, a like a musical montage it was the weirdest <laughs> it was the weirdest delivery of something that so epic i've ever seen in my life oh, it's so it's bad terrible it's so bad it's so very bad give don't give it another thought move on with your life <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on to music video sins. Uh, Ariana Grande uh, rejoining us with 3435. 
what was this song about? Um, I don't know. I couldn't really <laughs> tell. I I looked at the lyrics and sometimes things are yeah, just Aaron. too. Th- sometimes things are too deep for me to even understand. So wow. I yeah I couldn't I couldn't figure this one out. Maybe you guys can help me, but but yeah. So yeah, thirty four plus thirty five uh, that equals sixty nine, and that's about all you need to know uh, as far as this song. It's just this song is terrible. It's it's, <laughs> it's not I'm great. Sorry, no, it's so not great. I thought I mean I like her. I I genuinely like a lot of her songs, mm-hmm. but God, this is just bad in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Danae, did you have any further thoughts? No, nothing that you guys haven't already said. <laughs> I think it's a situation where you've got a beautiful young girl who has talent and. You want to you want to get views. You want to sell sex sells, and she's singing about it more bluntly than ever before. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get a lot of attention. Well, yeah, I feel like this is something that's usually and it, and, and and I will say when I say it's terrible, the subject matter doesn't. It, I have no. I could care less about that. It's just the just you the could melody. care less about sexy nine. Oh my! <laughs> I, I'm saying everything wrong. Um, <laughs> I, like that's not why I think it's a terrible song. I just think legitimately it's a bad song. Like the melody is not great. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. You know yeah. the way the chorus is terrible, as Barrett mm-hmm. says. You know, but um, but this is something that feels more like you would find like in a rap. Like Nicki Minaj or like Dojo Cat or mm-hmm. you know somebody like right. that yeah. would rap it. You don't usually like. I feel like you don't usually hear people like sing these. Which so that was that was kind of interesting and could be cool. But I just it was kind of ruined in a like I said. I just the music itself just did nothing for me. Um, yeah, but yeah, you know whatever. You know, this song isn't for me. So it, it's for me. It is. I'm, I am. I'm maybe going to to get a little deep on this. Uh, it is one of those things where like. It's, it's, I get it. You're horny. Like, uh, like I, I don't understand. Why isn't there anything else to it? It's just like, it's Weird Al's fat, right? You're just, you know, you have a, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> that is just a comparison I wasn't expecting to but, hear. But right? It's just like listing different foods and being like, I want to eat that. You know, like, it's just, yeah, I get it. You're hungry. You want to eat stuff. Like, you know, it's funny because Weird Al's doing a parody and, and there's actual humor there. But this, this, you know, video isn't, or song isn't trying to be funny. But it's just, it's just, I don't know. I think there's, there's something so unclever about this, yeah. these lyrics well, in this song. May- it's just, I don't know. Maybe it is tried to be funny. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe that's maybe, the problem. Maybe it is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like there's some, there's some things where you'd watch the video and you, and you kind of pick up on it trying to be funny and maybe. Like, no, no, it's not, it's not, but there's no sense of humor like here. The video itself is even just like, we're doing whatever we want to do. Yeah. You know, you Easy. know what goes great for a, a song about somebody just wanting to have sex? Um, just make them a robot. You know, that seems like uh, that seems like a great. Was she comparison. making a robot so she could just have sex with herself? I have no idea. Don't don't ask me. <laughs> I have no idea. I you do know. know that the fingers had to have a lot of dexterity. dexterity. Yes, of course. Of course. Uh, I, I do know that I thought the video was hilarious. Uh, Danae, why don't you kick us off with some thoughts from the Sins video? <laughs> Well, you know, I think um, we're probably all going to have a, a one of the very same ones, which is um, simultaneous orgasm sin. That mm-hmm. was, yeah. For for me, I, we continued to to just hear Barrett's performance just go to the next level, and that was definitely, yeah, that was definitely a fun one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the sin about uh, time management being very important when you're planning this type of activity, uh, as far as just I guess sex until the morning, essentially. That was really fun. Uh, and then keeping uh, referring to your vaginal care routine as keeping it squeaky. <laughs> I, I 
yeah. got a little chuckle out of that. Absolutely. So. Uh, Danae's like, I already, that's what I say. That's so. right. Keeping it squeaky. I, yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't say Everybody that? Everybody says that. I say that. Yeah. Say that about my vagina. Jonathan, what about you? What did you uh, like from um, this video? I had uh, Ariana truly has a firm grasp on childhood. Um, <laughs> when she, I guess that was for the line where she's like, I want to have a baby or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, she means diddling. I thought <laughs> yeah, was very that funny. Uh, and then the very simple uh, water sports and boob dancing. <laughs> Gotta love the simple ones. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, sure. Ari got her sex on tonight, but she totally missed out on crossing the deer hunter off her list of shame. Uh, that made me laugh quite a bit. <laughs> um, where did she get her PhD anyway? Olivet Nazarene University. Uh, hello. That was one of the ones that I was like, like I, my brain fried. I was like, how does he know about all? And I was like, yeah, like I know how he knows. <laughs> of course, I, both you do. Jeremy and I went there, but it was like one of those things. Like nobody mentions, you know, O and you. That's that's wild. Um, so that yeah, was a, that was a dig, yo. It was a dig, and I I will for the record say all of it uh, actually does have a pretty good academic record. Uh, so you know, I'll just throw that out there of all the things uh, that you could say about O and U, but that's just me defending my alma mater. Hey, you and Jeremy went there. That's probably more than enough for a lot of people. Hey, there you go. See, yeah, we both graduated from that fine institution. We haven't heard what uh, Barrett had to say yet. Let's. Uh, what did uh, Barrett have to say about this song? Ariana's new song is kind of hilarious. I wasn't kidding when I compared this to the Ring Around the Rosie song and Get Him to the Greek. I don't think even WAP is the expl- is this explicit, especially when she sings, you can drink it like water. Also, wasn't kidding about having to use the subtitles, and I never have to use the subtitles. She's given up, man. She should have uh she should have her own musical genre called mumble porn. I hate it. I hate it. I also try to put myself in the position of this poor bastard that knows he's going to have to stay up all night and satisfy this horn dog. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I am saying it would be exhausting to keep up with Ari, even if she hadn't been drinking coffee and eating healthy. Once again, this video had fuck all to do with the song, by the way. Anyway, I love the outtakes for this one. And I had a lot of fun with the simultaneous orgasms sin. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. By the way, uh, that's my favorite fair food. Horn dogs. I love those. Oh. Oh, you said I thought horn you were dogs. Say I thought you were going to say something about simultaneous orgasm. Like, <laughs> I've never seen that. you never seen that served at the fair? Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on to Cinema Sins for the week. We will kick it off with Over the Hedge. This was an Atkinson Hughes script. Chris and Danae writing on this one. And uh, yeah, I had... This is one of those movies that I'm not sure if I like or if I just have fond memories of because my kids and I watched it together. This was like right in our sweet spot when my boys were like loving this kind of stuff. And it was clever enough and fun enough and visually entertaining enough that this was one that was, you know, on repeat a lot at my house. Um, There's a rambunctious energy to it that really fit, you know, my boys. Mm -hmm. So so I think I love this movie, uh, but I I can't separate it from – that you know what i mean no like, i have it's just... i have movies like that for yeah sure. not yeah. what i'm talking about yeah i don't i don't have that connection to this because i mean this came out uh well before my daughter was born mm-hmm. and so i i don't i don't know if i've even i don't know i don't even i don't think i've watched this one with her i mean it's very possible she's seen it because they watch stuff like this at school all the yeah. time and stuff but um i just saw it like the one time i might have seen it in the theater but i saw it around when it came out i remember thinking it was you know for a, especially for a dreamworks movie it was funny yeah but i just, don't i just don't remember much about it just for uh just to be clear the ages of my child my boys all boys when this mm-hmm. movie came out was two four six and eight 
No, so I, I mean, can you imagine a perfect time for a rambunctious movie like this? Then, uh, you know, four kids between the ages of two and eight. Uh, today, what did you think? Cause you wrote on this. So obviously you watched it. What did you think of the movie? I had a surprising, a surprisingly good time. Yeah. With it's it, fun, right? Actually. Um, mostly because I feel like Steve Carell as Hammy is just perfection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a fun I, I, it was interesting to me too because I watched it without knowing who any of the voices were and there's this fun thing that happens where you know you're trying to kind of figure it out but then you just don't think about it and watch the movie mm-hmm. then I realized who the voices were which changed the movie for me my second watch because um, I was thinking about Steve you know in the recording booth like creating all these hilarious noises it's it's just I don't know he, he brings something to his uh, performance that I genuinely enjoyed. And I had a couple of really true, like, I'm loving this. This is a lot of fun moments. Yeah. Um, the people are atrocious, like as far as the animation goes, like how they look is horrible. Yes. But the animals are fun. And um, there's also just these really interesting comedic timing moments with RJ uh, when he turned his back to get the chips from the bear at the beginning. There's just like, there's just a couple of moments when the chip bag opens up that are just really funny. And so I actually, I actually enjoyed this one. I mean, it's definitely sinnable. There's lots of sins. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think probably the biggest sin of all is just this completely falling apart. Like where are, where is this forest? Is it on the outskirts of this pop-up over winter a community mm-hmm. that just apparently appears or is it actually in the middle of the community like RJ shows on the map that to me is the biggest and most easiest thing to pick apart with the movie I mean mm-hmm. besides nocturnal creatures sleeping um at night going to bed like people do well and also the fact that you know none of those woodland creatures actually do hibernate uh they would (laughs) would still be awake and aware bears hibernate but good point yeah you know who doesn't hibernate raccoons they don't hibernate turtles do do. i don't think they They, hibernate well i mean they definitely dig under the they go like sure to the bottoms of they go under the ground to Mm -hmm. stay yeah, for the winter. So anyway, when I when I heard you mention the chips too, I I did hear that those chips were good. So <laughs> yes, I bet they you were. did like that part. Yeah, who, came up, who put that out? Take in was that you were? Yeah, I wonder. Chris <laughs> yeah, doesn't even know about it. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, he does now, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if he knows where it comes from, though. I'm not Which sure. Weird, I don't. I wouldn't even know that he would know it was you. Like that's like right. it's, You know, you're doing enough of an excited voice there that it, you know. Well, I mean, it once you know it's you, it certainly sounds like right. you, but you may Another not know. Another weird crossover, though, is that both CinemaSense videos this week have outtakes from one of the writers. Yeah, that's right. Because Jeremy has... Jeremy wrote on speed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think that once you just, again, you forget, you suspend the whole thing. Like, well, where are they? Are they actually in like a little part of this forest? And then that is debunked by the end of the movie. Like, if you just forget that part, um, I mean, this is a movie about sentient animals who can communicate with each other and understand English and drive vehicles. So, yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's yeah. just silly. It's just silly fun. Uh, yeah. And I love the the also speaking of the movie in its kind of visual flair. I love the observation that that thing we loved in X-Men um, was done almost exactly in this movie. 
you know, so many years before that um, is a really great observation. And one of the reasons I remember loving the movie is because of that visual cleverness. You know, just the idea that he's moving so fast that even the speed of light is, you know, trying to yeah. catch up to him kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, yeah. Let's get into the video itself. Uh, I guess I can kick us off on this one. Um, does a does a bear do gangster stuff in the woods? Made me laugh so much uh, just because it's such a great play on that common philosophical uh, slash humorous question. Uh, I don't think it said stuff though. I don't, no, I I just I just said that. No, no, I could have said shirt. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently <laughs> they said that uh, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara are required to play a married couple after the best in show accords were passed in the year 2000 uh, loved that uh, let's call it Steve and then the sin is just nepotism which is so hilarious <laughs> to me because it's not nepotism it's just the guy you know Steve Carell is named Steve I just I love that little turn <laughs> Uh, of course, I loved Night Bears. I thought that was really funny uh, for Nightmares. Um, I don't know. I just looked up a bunch of Girl Scout awards, and that one stood out. Uh, <laughs> just verbalizing that in the script was so great. It was the World Thinking Day Award. It sure was. The world Thinking Day it Award. It sure was. Uh, the except people, right? They get to live. <laughs> this is a great observation. Um, I don't know what to send teenagers or screenwriters attempt at writing a teenager. Uh, beautifully <laughs> said. Beautifully said. Can I be in the car? I want to be in the car. And then the sin is just Monopoly. Uh, I, I love that. Uh, animals driving the car. Look, I know Finding Dory and Toy Story 4 and Secret Life of Pets all came out after this movie, but I'm tired. This movie is stealing from all those movies. I'll turn myself into the fact police tomorrow. And then the piece de resistance. I'm like their Otis from the Andy Griffith show. Uh, I honestly, it has been a long time. I am not a, 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 a natural laugher out loud. I had to pause this video. I was laughing so hard at that Otis line because it's such a great turn on the idea that he's just given up. He doesn't care. He knows he gets stuff wrong. It's just like I'm basically the the fact police's uh, Otis right now. That just that really made me laugh. So that was my favorite sin of the week for sure. Um, good stuff. Uh, what about you, Jonathan? Um, you. Uh, mentioned quite a few of them, but um, I did have that's a deep cut for you, Arthur C. Clarke fans. Right. I thought it was great. Uh, also, if you laser a critter to a crisp, why trap it in a cage? Is death not enough? <laughs> and uh, damn, there goes HBO again <laughs> when the satellite <laughs> blew up. Yes. Yep. Danae, what other ones did you want to mention? Uh, I really enjoyed writing. I mean, this is a simple one, but it was kind of just because of the behind the scenes um, mm-hmm. with Chris and I the skunk pops out of the cake at one point in time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, did this skunk get baked into the cake? Did it jump from above below? And it's just, it happened so, so quickly. So we really couldn't do a lot with it. Um, So just having like, what, you know, happened in that moment, even though it was so simple, it's one of my favorites because we were both just like, I was a skunk in a cake. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Without, without stopping the entire script, and like devolving into writing a, mm-hmm. a lot. Um, do you ever feel like somebody on the production team is asking questions like, yeah, but how did the printer print a picture if there's no electricity? And then, then they were fired. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> uh, the one about the dog stepping on, uh, you know, the chew toys sets off and then the dog goes play. <laughs> and the sin is if you think this dog would have waited until hearing a chew toy to come out to the doghouse, you've never interacted with the dog before. Mm-hmm. I didn't write that one, and I was mad at myself for not writing that one because <laughs> it's so true. 
Um, and so parents everywhere left the theater knowing that there's a 63% chance their children just learned about butt plugs. Because that happened in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, shocker. <laughs> and then see kids. The moral of the story is that in order to be beautiful, you should look nothing like your true self. I, I'm really enjoying on these kids movies, finding those weird messages. Things, yeah. The weird messages and, and taking uh, taking a chance to really just point that out as a sin. Mm-hmm. I, I find that to be one of the, if I'm going to leave a legacy <laughs> <laughs> on the sins team, I think it might be, it might be those. Yeah. So. Nice. Definitely. Uh, and then, and then the bonus round was a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was, was a lot of stuff in that. The the bag of holding as a D and D fan might mm-hmm. say, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to speed. Uh, this is an OG Atkinson Scott script. Um, the uh, the Sin Lords uh, collaborating on this, and it mm-hmm. is great. Uh, this is another really funny video. I loved both the videos this week so mm-hmm. much. Very much so. Let's hear what uh, Jeremy had to say about uh, writing on speed before we kind of go into it. Why in the, why in all hell? I almost said why in the hell? Nope. He says, why in all hell all of it. would they yes. check the passenger elevators for the bomber, but not the freight elevator? <laughs> <laughs> that is so textbook. <laughs> Idiots. Uh, the sin about the party in Oak Park is a true story sin. Most insane party I ever attended. And I definitely went home alone. The single biggest problem I found while sending this movie is the dude who thinks Keanu is there to arrest him. So he pulls a fucking gun and in a struggle shoots the bus driver. And that guy is never arrested or anything. He's just a happy saved hostage at the end. (laughs) Everyone forgets the manslaughter. Also enjoyed pointing out the silent appearance of Richard Schiff as the train conductor mm-hmm. at the end, who dies? My favorite sins are probably where Chris had me singing smooth criminal snippets. So good. And I got to flex my terrible Michael Jackson impression. This movie is awesome. I feel like it's the right combination of stupid and entertaining. I guess a lot of people these days see the same thing in the Fast and Furious movies, but I don't. The FF mu- movies ramp the stupid up to 11, whereas speed is really only <laughs> stupid a couple times. The bus jump is stupid, but they didn't make the bus do that jump 80 stories high from one skyscraper to another, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a fair point. No, it is a fair point. In fact, I even had in my notes uh, to bring up a movie I do think is a comparison that I would use in a conversation with people who love speed but don't love some of these ridiculous movies, and that is Skyscraper or any other rock movie. Like, I think there's no. a, there's a reason those movies aren't looked at like speed and those kind of things anymore because, you know, movie making has changed, and I think that's fine. But it really is a similar thing, right? Like, I, I just remember watching this whole video and being like, you're right. Speed is dumb. Like none of this stuff makes any sense, but it's just a fun ride. And I just remember feeling that same way yeah. watching Skyscraper. But I mean, that's like saying Star Wars is dumb. There's not aliens and we can't travel in spaceships. And I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think for an action movie, this is actually a very smart movie in a lot of ways. And you don't have the performances in Skyscraper that you have in this movie. I mean, Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock are amazing together. And then Dennis Hopper is a way better villain than in most of these movies. Mm -hmm. And plus, Jeff Daniels is really interesting. I just think it's the performances mixed with the set pieces where you essentially have three big action set pieces in this movie. And they handle that very well. Um, It's also very simplified, which 
I think is really cool. You've just got a guy that just wants money and he wants people, you know, and he's pissed off about his past life and he wants money. And so he's doing this crazy shit to get money. It's there's nothing else beyond that. You know, Mm -hmm. there's not secret spies and (laughs) codes that unlock magical doors. And I don't know. I I, I think this is a great movie. I mean, I think this is a pretty, I mean, as far as action movies go, I don't, I don't think they get much better than this, especially in this time period. Yeah. I, you know, I I think you, you uh, state a very convincing argument. I think I I agree with what you're saying. Um, Although there are the, there are the comparisons to codes that unlock secret doors in this in speed for sure. Like there are, you know, there, there, are, there are bombs that you just have to detach and it turns green, yeah. you know, it's like, it's, and there yeah. are like, there are, dumb, I mean, there, I mean, yeah, I guess all action movies inherently, there are dumb things. I mean, Die Hard, which everybody mm-hmm. talks about being like a realistic movie, like Die Hard isn't realistic. Right. It's just yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I don't ever get that argument. So I just think some are done better than others. And I think speed is one of those that's done. That's done better than others. In totally my agree. Totally, I love yeah. Speed. I, I Speed is one of the first action movies that that I remember watching and going, "Oh, like you can do this." You know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. there's just something really kinetic about and, it. I mean, literally, that's is, the whole point of the plot is that it has to stay kinetic. Um, and this is also why I don't understand why when people talk about their favorite action stars, no one ever says Keanu, and I don't get it because you've got Point Break before mm-hmm. this, which is a really a different type of action movie, but really well done. Then you've got Speed. Then you've got the Matrix movies. Whatever yeah. you say about the sequels, the first one obviously is very interesting. And then the John Wick movies. I mean, mm-hmm. that's I mean, uh, that's a good batting average. <laughs> that's a really good batting average. Oh, I think uh, I think Keanu definitely yeah. has to be listed. He might even in the be my favorite. Greatest action stars of all time. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I, I think he's doing incredible just, stuff. Just ignore, just ignore Chain Reaction. And. Uh, <laughs> I remember kind of liking that movie. <laughs> I saw it in the theater. I have not seen it since. I haven't I either. Tell you but I just a remember a thing that happened in it. I remember not. I didn't love it or anything, but I remember coming yeah. out of it going, "Well, that was a fun time." But I, I really Rachel, haven't seen it. Seen isn't it that since. Rachel Vise? Like, I feel like that's early Rachel Vise. Really yeah, don't remember. I don't, yeah, Genuinely I don't. don't. Know. Danae, did Speed ever uh, cross your perspective back in the '90s or any time after? don't rem i don't remember i do remember like keanu reeves face and sandra bullock's face becoming like famous people faces that i recognized yeah from this movie um but i don't remember i don't remember if i saw it and was like holy shit i don't remember i don't know i can't i don't know that i've ever seen it right yeah. Sandra so Bullock weird. is a real wildcat, by the way. I, <laughs> that was scene. one of my favorite things because I've never noticed that before. Sure. The way he's looking at her. I've never noticed that the angle was so he couldn't have seen that. That yeah. was amazing. Yeah. And, and alone. I loved that sin about I dare you not to fall in love with Sandra Bullock in this movie because it's I so true. I mean, she's yeah. just so adorable. And I love Sandra, though. Yeah. I, I like yeah, her in this, movies makes me happy. So, yeah. yeah, this wasn't her first movie, but this was definitely her first big movie like her um, breakthrough she had, it her. like yeah like it potion number nine and you know some little things like that before this but she did this and then while you were sleeping and then it was just she was off to the yeah. races so. yep yeah and she did speed two <laughs> <laughs> of course she did yeah i just i don't remember ever i don't remember but i think like part of me wants to watch it to see keanu and her together because i just think that'd be oh, cute so, yeah they're so good but, i I've never seen the other one they did. I've never seen that. The 
oh, the mailbox. Uh, the, what was it yeah, called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned it, the lake house. They mentioned it in the in the video. The lake house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Have you seen that one, Danae? No. <laughs> <laughs> but they share a mailbox in different years, right? Is it something like that? Well, like that, in different yes, time periods? I mean, you, certainly we can spoil a movie from 20 years ago. But yeah, that is the that you find out at the end that they're sending letters to each other through time. Um, oh, that wasn't known? I think going that's the into twist. The movie? Yeah, I think oh, that's is that the a twist? twist. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Danae. <laughs> I just thought that was, we knew that. You guys know reason. me by now. There's it, like, Maybe a, I have seen it. A 1.6% chance I will watch a movie we talk about. So that's right. That's right. The okay. first movie I remember seeing her in was Demolition Man, um, which was the year before Speed. But uh, but yeah. I wish yeah, I could remember right. the first you, movie I saw I her forgot. In. I guess Demolition Man had to be the first movie I saw her into them. But yeah, yeah. But, that, but, but Speed definitely was where I was like, oh, there's something there. You know, I love Demolition <laughs> yeah. Man, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, well, we could talk about Sandra Bullock forever because I love her so mm-hmm. much. Um, but, uh, but let's go ahead and get into the Sins video itself. Danae, why don't you kick us off over some of your, your stuff you wrote down from this one? I like the uh, usually they fall down and it's like this happens often, does it? <laughs> it's a great point. It's a great point. Point that stuff out. Um, but in roughly a week, I set up this bomb on a bus thing with a really complex feature of making an arm when the bus hits 50 miles per hour and blows up if it goes under 50. That shit was no sweat. That's right. I really <laughs> Spent two years on the that. elevator thing, but yeah, just give me a week for the bus. <laughs> also Whip something I never caught. And yeah. like the 50 times I've seen this movie, right. I never caught that. There's enough C4 on this thing to put a hole in the world. And the sin is, that's really not all that impressive if you think about it. That's right. And I'm like, wait, what? It really isn't. I can put a hole in the world with a shovel. Like, that's, you know, it's, it's just so great. That's so great. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. And then there's a signal going to the bus. Technically, the signal's coming from the bus, but I don't want to be pedantic, except that I do. Yeah, yeah. Those are the ones I wrote down. Uh, what about you, Jonathan? Um, I have uh, someone just discovered 3D text rendering. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, Beverly Hills copying things was great. Uh, we won't be mentioning him in those statistics. Also, fuck that guy. Um, and then I just like to be, um, it's okay. All these kids are also full of cans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. That was a good smooth, one. Oh, so I had the good. smooth criminal thing written down too because that was amazing. Yeah, the smooth yeah, criminal thing. Oh, the party sin is amazing. Jeremy mentioned both of those. Uh, what is that terrorist interest about like the extra 700,000 yes, or whatever? Um, the, we're just two, two cool guys. And then the guy tackles the other guy. And then the sin is just helping. Um, I thought that was, (laughs) (laughs) it's really funny. Uh, I love the story about merging onto the Chicago loop in 95. Um, Mm -hmm. speaking of things that Jeremy and I both know, cause we were both going to school around there. He is not wrong. People go crazy fast heading into Chicago in the nineties. Um, they do. so, So I appreciated that one. The uh, the Ruxin, wow, does his family know he's still alive? That made me laugh quite a, quite a bit. Uh, maybe don't blame your kid-murdering tendencies on other people, Annie. Uh, I love the way that one was delivered. And then the, this is a weird time to assure us, uh, to assure someone that you're a feminist, Howard. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I said, this is full of great stuff. Really love this one. That Ferris Bueller outtake was amazing because yeah. it just lined up perfectly. That's so good. Oh my God. It was so good. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I try to talk. Wow. Is this how Aaron feels when we're. Okay, we're going to try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. Uh, All right, let's move into keeping tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're each going to talk about what it took to uh, put together the week's content a little bit. Uh, what do you guys got? What uh, what you got from this week? Danae? Um, well, oddly, I, uh, right now I'm looking up something that I think you guys might find interesting. I'm learning about what dry brushing is and how it can be combined with massage therapy. So I, I uh, didn't know you've been paying attention this whole but, time. Uh, yeah, it. It's really weird that lim- you would be distracted by something. Cleanse the lymphatic system, remove cellular waste. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Dry so, brushing. Got it. Dry brushing. So what is so? What I'm sorry. This is this. What does it do again? What is dry brushing for? Uh, it's so on it's, your body. Yeah, like so, like on massage table, they they take a brush and they just like literally just brush your body like a horse, and it uh, yeah, much like a horse. <laughs> It can counter fatigue and sluggishness and uh-huh. um, help with an underperforming immune system as well. Oh, nice. So is, this that's newer, is this a newer technique? Oh, no, no. It's an ancient oh. uh, Ayurvedic tradition that mm-hmm. has been, I think I said that word wrong, but that's okay. I, it's been around for a very long time, um, but okay. it's gaining popularity, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. people- I don't, are, I don't get massages often. I listen, just don't ever recall the dry brushing treatment <laughs> Listen, the, uh, the dry brushing sin this week was one of my favorites. So I don't, yeah, I yeah. don't, yeah, I, I don't mind you talking a little bit more about that. But my actual keeping tabs from doing research that could be uh, getting me in trouble in some way is I looked up um, how hard is it to blow up a propane tank? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, surprise, it's pretty hard, actually. So yeah. in the, in, in over the hedge, the propane tank, uh, explodes and launches the, uh, wagon full of treats up into the air, uh, where the turtle and the raccoon are then floating back down to earth, uh, in this comedic fashion. And I just wanted to know how difficult it actually was to blow up a propane tank. Mm-hmm. And it is not easy to blow up propane tanks. So I learned about like, That's good. and then there were links to things like, 
easier combustible material. Hmm. I I chose not to click on that because I didn't want to create a, a, a more concerning yeah. search trail. Right. Yeah. So, but it's not easy to do that. So that wouldn't just happen. Like if 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 a propane tank caught a spark and there was fire coming out of it that would propel a wagon forward, the spark wouldn't, you know, like a like TNT go into the propane tank. It's just it doesn't happen that way. Of of so. the things in this world that could be not easy to do, I'm glad that's one of them. I'm glad that's yeah. on that list of things that aren't easy to do. Me too, because I have propane tank on my back porch. Right, exactly. So yeah. <laughs> attached well, to I mean, our grill specifically, just to just so you guys have a, a, a full picture of why there's a propane tank on my back porch. I've heard like, you know, through watching Mythbusters and just watching movies and hearing people talk about it. I mean, the way they do explosions in movies in general, it's just, it's almost, it's a lot harder than that usually. Yeah. Like, especially cars, like cars will just hit signs and explode. And like that would yeah. never happen. Like <laughs> yeah. there's even, there's even like, I think it was Mythbusters where they were talking about like, cause you have to create a spark, right? So like you could even like, you could shoot a, a gun in a gas tank. I don't recommend anybody do this. But you could shoot a gun in a gas tank. If you didn't actually spark anything, you wouldn't, and nothing would happen. Right. Yeah. Probably presumably. I mean, you know, but uh, just a hole in the gas tank. But please don't do that. Nobody right. that's listening. Don't, in fact, yeah. just cut that out. I don't even know why I said that. I actually don't have anything uh, this week. I went through my notes and there wasn't really anything about kind of putting together either of the videos I wrote on this week that, that I could. Uh, could think of so i'm glad Danae, that we got the dry brushing in there that'll count as mine um so it's good yeah. to have that what about you jonathan did you have anything from this week um yeah the only thing i had uh, walking dead world beyond i i was i couldn't figure out who julia ormond was i was like i recognize that person like i didn't recognize anybody in the show because i've never seen any of these people act in anything right and if you look them up a lot of them haven't um but um julia ormond played the um the crc or whatever you know captain and like i hadn't seen her in four ever and so i but i was like i remember like i was trying to remember like when she was kind of popular and i was just looking up stuff on her i ended up not using any of it but uh for those that don't know julia armand was one of those uh, like mid 90s she mm -hmm. was like kind of the it, the yeah, it actor yeah for a second uh 94 she was in legends of the fall that kind of got her a little notice and then in 95 she just all of a sudden she had two starring roles in first night which is a king arthur movie mm -hmm. those never make money and um, that was Sabrina, a Connery one, right? Yeah, Connery and Richard Gere. Yeah, uh, and Sabrina, where she had the horribly hard task of replacing Audrey Hepburn. Right, that's not uh, something in the you remake want to do. of a classic. Both of those movies tanked. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden she was no longer the person. She did do in '97. She did this really cool uh, movie, Smilla Sense of Snow, which is based on a, a really good uh, mystery novel. Mm -hmm. uh, but but then I was just kind of I was just looking up her career. Most of her success has been on television since then. She's she was on CSI New York for a while. Mad Men. Uh, she won an Emmy for uh, Temple Grandin, the Temple Grandin mm -hmm. movie in 2010. Yeah, uh, with Claire Danes. Um, and also the most interesting thing, she got involved with the United Nations on drugs and crime. And has been fighting human trafficking since the mid '90s. So awesome! Yeah. yeah, I love me some Julia Ormond. I guess absolutely. But uh, yeah, that was just interesting. All those, all those like it actors. It's always I don't know. It's just that I, I guess that still happens. Like I feel like Taylor Kitsch kind of got thrown into that recently. Like a like this is like ten years ago. But like when mm -hmm. they did John Carter and he did the Oliver Stone movie and Battleship. That's his name, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. Uh, and then none of them made money, so he was just. You know, he's still around, but 
you know, it's just, I don't know. That's always, it's always unfortunate when you see that somebody with that much talent just get stuck in uh, projects that never had a chance to be <laughs> from the get go. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, it's, it's kind of a bummer, especially because it happens to women so much too, especially as they get older, where all of a sudden, like the people love to see them in things. And then mm -hmm. the industry decides, Oh, you're over 35 now. Guess you can't star in movies anymore. Well, and it's just, uh, I don't think that happens yeah, as much got, anymore, but it still happens. Well, TV has changed so much, which right. is, no, that's which true. Is which is unfortunately hurt other areas because like, you know, guest stars now typically are big names. You know, you hear a lot of people that did a lot of guest starring and stuff like in the 90s. And like, you know, you can't get those jobs now because Nicole Kidman gets it, you know, or right. whoever. Right. Uh, but because of that, I think that's why, you know, and not that Nicole Kidman's not still making movies. And I think she's kind of an exception. But uh, Meryl and so is Meryl Streep. But they have that option, you know, right. uh, yeah. to go do television. Yeah. Um, so I think that's helped a lot. But, yeah, that's unfortunate, especially like you said, with with females. Yeah. Totally. Um. It's bullshit. That's right. All right, let's move on to the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to uh, pull a comment from the week's videos that we thought was uh, good, that we wanted to read. Uh, or it can be from <laughs> Discord or any of the other places around the internet that you interact with us. Uh, I'm going to go first from the uh, speed video. Andres Gonzalez had one of my favorite comments of all time. Uh, he said, did you know that speed didn't have a director? Because if speed had a director, it would be called velocity. And as somebody who appreciates the sciences and a good bit of wordplay, um, I just want you to know, Andre, uh, you made my day. And apparently thousands of other people who liked your comment as well. I'm, so I'm sorry, but I really don't get that. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, but can you you're explain not alone. it? <laughs> you're, you're not alone. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, yeah, what is this I'm probably, mean? I'm, you know, I'm just, the I'm probably not it, smart. The is my dumb showing? <laughs> <laughs> The equation for velocity is speed plus direction. And so uh, if it actually had and, a director. But Danae and I are the ones wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that is no joke or reason I've kept. I, I don't like putting stuff in my eye. But one thing I always joke about, I kept glasses is because then at least I that's like I'm like a few percent more likely to give off the impression mm -hmm. that I'm intelligent. Yeah. Yeah, because there's that there's like that they goes hand in hand somehow. Uh, like I'm wearing he's wearing glasses. He can't be an oh idiot. Oh my gosh, he might be a serial killer, but he can't be an idiot. I just love that Jonathan are. Uh, I'm glad okay. we both didn't get it. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh -huh. I didn't get yeah, it either. Exactly. Thank thank you, teacher. <laughs> Jonathan, why did you go next? Um, mine were from Walking Dead. I was actually I picked a couple because I I thought for sure Aaron was going to take this one, but uh, <laughs> uh, this show is. Uh, Mary Ella Kay, I'm going to go with. Mm -hmm. She said for Walking Dead, the show is so unrealistic. No one would act this way during a pandemic. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. Uh, mine is from music video sense from Darius Busymana, who says, I could really feel the disappointment in the, uh, believe me, I've tried sin, <laughs> which was um, the narrator attempting his own 69. And yeah. I thought that was a funny comment. That is a funny <laughs> comment for sure. All right, let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're going to chat about something else from the pop culture world that we've seen recently. 
Beyond um, our wildest dreams. Somewhere. I mean, somewhere I Danae, beyond like, them. Was ma- I think Danae was thinking that because she was yeah. doing like a conducting. She was pantomiming. She was doing a little pantomime. <laughs> she can't like, help herself. I know. I, you know what? I, I just uh, I was checking some of the comments uh, from the uh, SoundCloud and somebody had commented like five episodes ago that we had accidentally used the Beyond the Sins stinger for the Sinside scoop um, at the beginning. And then just two weeks ago, we accidentally used the Sinside scoop stinger for Beyond the Sins. When I say we, I mean me, because I'm the one that edit it, ed- edits it. So I was like, man, what is it about those two that I get confused? And I'm just thinking, that's, that's really strange that I would, Well, you we know. didn't hear it either. I, mean, I know, I right? Nobody yeah. caught it. <laughs> it's just like... That's so weird. We're so used to those. But yeah, I've definitely messed that up a couple times. Um, <laughs> Oops. Jonathan, you done messed up, eh, Ron? I done messed up. Uh, Jonathan, what do you got for Beyond the Sins um, this week? I finally watched uh, Run on Hulu. Which, oh, yeah. Did you do that on... Because I don't listen mm-hmm. to the stuff up until I've seen it. So I thought... So I got to go back and listen to that. So you've seen it? Yes, yeah, we reviewed okay. it last week, yeah, I think. Oh, was it last week? Oh, or two okay. weeks ago, maybe. Um, yeah, because I guess it's been out for a couple of weeks. I just hadn't had a chance to watch it yet. So for those that don't know, this is a movie on Hulu. It was originally supposed to come out in theaters. I think Hulu picked it up at some point. Um, it's about, I mean, I don't want to say too, I don't know how you say much about this without spoiling it. So. No, it's it's heavy spoiler yeah, because there's, uh, I mean, pretty early on, you find out one thing, and then and then there's more, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, at, at base, I'll just go with the IMDb. A teenager begins to suspect her mother might be keeping some secrets from her. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's enough, I think. Um, the teenager is played by uh, Kiera Allen, who I don't think I had seen in anything before. She is great in this. The mother is played by Sarah Paulson, who, per usual, is it's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. And it was nice seeing her in something that Ryan Murphy didn't do. Um, so, and then it's directed by, I cannot pronounce his name. Do you know how to pronounce it since nope. you've done a review? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nope. I'm going to go with Anish Shigante. <laughs> uh, but he, he directed Searching, which Correct. I really liked, liked quite a bit. I did not like this as much as Searching, but, and, and I think part of it too, is I think this like Searching, I mean, had that angle with the computer and everything that's a little different. I mean, I know other movies have done it, but, sure. but that kind of gave it like a bit of a, and, and I think he used it better than anybody had used that before. This is very much a straight uh, domestic thriller. Uh, almost all of it, I would say, takes place in the home or around there. Um, it's almost all just Sarah Paulson and Kiera Allen. Um, and as far as that goes, they do a very good job. There are some genuinely decent to good suspense scenes in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I felt like it never, I mean... It's a it's a sl- it's a recommend, but it's probably on the lower end of that for me, just because it it just kind of felt like a genre exercise most of the time, and it was yes. a, it was a good example of that. But they're just I don't know. I felt like I'd seen this movie quite a bit, and that's you know I mean this is a good version of that type of movie, uh, especially with the performances. But um and then especially the um the uh, the ending um like the final scene at the end mm-hmm. um I. I didn't really know what to think of that because there was some kind it's of awful. confusion. It ruins the movie. It's horrible. Yeah. It's awful. I hate it. It's one of the worst endings of a movie in a long just time. Just that final. Yeah. The, and it's just the final, like literally the final shot, yeah. right? That's what you're talking about, right? Well, it's I, even, I'm talking even, about even the entire when, coda. I'm talking about the entire, you know, two minutes or whatever of that coda. Well, I mean, her, I don't want to give anything away. No, we, um, we you know, we, de- we definitely talked about it. I, I, it's, 
for me, I agree with almost everything you said. I don't think I liked yeah. it as much as you. I would never call it a recommend. I would probably call it a warn, maybe slightly a wreck a warn. But it's it is yeah. a it is a movie that doesn't live up to its performances or the technical ability of its of its director. Because yeah. I think the the thriller stuff is well done. Um, definitely, somebody has studied Hitchcock. Like you know, there's very oh, yeah, much yeah, yeah. an an understanding of how what you tell the audience, what information you give them, how you get them involved in your characters, and plus you've got two great performances at the center of it the problem is that the entire structure of the movie um is just it gets more and more ridiculous and unbelievable the further on it goes yeah that was another problem i had and by the end that ending completely ruins one of the characters just completely ruins the character development like it's just i would it was rough it was rough for me i I I didn't like it you can i think if you're gonna watch like i said it's a very i i mean i think i liked it enough to slightly recommend it but you could very much like if you wanted. If I could tell people like just, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't just watch it, but you could literally stop the movie right before she goes there, and it right, would yeah. be it would be better. Like you're I not think missing so, yeah. anything, yeah. Because that well, there were so many things about that scene too. Not to get into spoilers, but like I I couldn't figure out the time period. Like that confused me. Like if she was gonna do that. They, they this seemed like it was a decent way into the future. So they what, say, what was that? They say about? specifically how long it is. Okay, I, I, I missed that then. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, so in a lot of things that happened, but um, and then also the other problem I had with it, like you said, the, towards the end, it got a little more unrealistic, especially like where she ends up in the house. Like, why would oh, like, why would that so be the bad. place you put her? And then you have and, and why, why would, would you even, even have, have that stuff? Like, it's yeah, just it's yeah. so bad. It's just like, oh, we, was, need, we need a, 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 a room of convenience. And, uh, and yeah. so we're going to put you in the room of convenience. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really up bad. To, up to that point, like I said, it was just kind of like, it was like, oh, this is a pretty fun, you know, genre exercise or whatever. And there's, like you said, there's some, there's some quality suspense and stuff. But then when that started, that started, yeah, that definitely took it down quite a bit for me. So um, I might even be leaning more towards what you're saying. Maybe this is more like <laughs> a wreck of war. I don't mean to bring it. I no, just no, no, hated that fine. ending so much. I don't much. think I'm ever going to watch it again. I mean, I, I honestly don't. But I love, but I mean, if you love Sarah Paulson and if you like sure. this director, I mean, it's not the end of, I mean, you're not going to be like, I don't think you're going to come away from it like mad you watched it or anything. There's also uh, some props to be given for <coughs> Kira uh, Allen in the casting as well in that she plays someone bound to a wheelchair and Kira herself is also a wheelchair user. So, um, Oh, that's neat. I did not know so that. So that, that, that's kind of cool as well. And she does a great job. So, yeah. This, and this also, like, and this is another thing about, I thought like, because I almost feel like saying even twist happen or kind of a spoiler, but I, sure. the, the the reveal closer to the end that was telegraphed to me personally so early that when it, it did it definitely didn't have the punch it would for somebody that wasn't expecting that to sure. happen yeah but um i think it's fairly me, well telegraphed anyway but yeah yeah it is definitely especially with that opening mm-hmm. that opening yep but um and then it was also very similar to a show that's actually been on hulu recently that was based on a true story um and I'm sure yep. it was influenced by that. Yep. Um, so, and that was much better than this. A show based on a true story, by the way, that happened where Danae and I live. Uh, so. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not. Was it? It was in Missouri. Yeah, it was. It was or in Springfield. Yeah. God, that story's crazy. Yeah. I, I had seen. I knew about it before I watched the show, but yeah. Yeah. Oof. I guess I All shouldn't right, say so, yeah, Springfield. So. I'm not 100 percent sure they were in Springfield. I know they were here in the Ozarks somewhere, but. Oh yeah, that was in Springfield. It's a slight recommend, maybe the higher end of a wreck warn, but it's somewhere in that area. Um, yeah. That's kind of cool. how I felt about it. Cool. Yeah. Today, what about you? 
Um, I'm going to recommend the uh, webcomic that I was going to do last week. But until then, you had your mind blown. Until I had my mind blown. Um, and I kind of mentioned it. It's called Magic Soda Pop. And I started following it when it first dropped onto the Webtoons app, which I again recommend for those who love comics. Um, and I started following it and I've been reading it for a while now, wondering if I was going to bring it into our sphere of conversation. And I can confidently say I'm really intrigued with this story. I'm really curious where the author is going to take it. The art is beautiful. I don't think I've talked about this one before. And it deals with a very interesting topic of um, substance abuse in a unique way, uh, using a substance to get stronger, to uh, to achieve goals and these strange side effects. Maybe I have talked about this one before. Hmm. Sounds like a Major League Baseball, but... <laughs> I'm probably going to get a comment about it. Uh, so the story's about Elena who hates being the new girl in town. Um, and I'm just going to kind of basically read from the website. Uh, the uh, Raul Triviano a Trevino, rather, uh, who is the creator of this webcomic. I think he said he's he's Mexican living in Spain is is part of his uh, author biography. <laughs> he's so, like, I'm not Spanish. I just live in Spain. I'm a Mexican living in Spain. <laughs> Those are two very um, different he, things. That's true. Yeah. And he's won Absolutely. a lot of awards. Apparently, his art is just really, really beautiful. But anyways, um, Elena has no friends, no reputation. She has to start over from scratch because she moves a lot. So, But she discovers this mysterious web store that sells magical soda pop. And so essentially, there's all these different flavors of soda pop that allow you to do different magical things. And so she begins to drink them for the magical side effect to gain popularity and... Um, However, the side effects, you know, obviously that happen are really supernatural and strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just now getting in the story where the soda pop that they've just recently drank, because now it's not just it's not just one person. There's now multiple that are drinking these soda pops once they realize that they can have um, what they what they feel mm-hmm. like they need. They're you know using this uh, drug. or this substance to gain something in their lives. Yeah. Um, It's just now started to get to where I, it's gone darker where they're using a soda pop to get something from people in an interesting way. Um, And so it's starting to skirt that line of, Ooh, you went too far, but maybe they've been going too far from the beginning. The, the story, the art does that really perfect balance of, you kind of are always feeling a little bit uneasy. Like, oh, what what is the long-term effects of this? So I just, I don't know. I think that there's just enough where it's not like, it's not your high school drama comic. Mm. It's obviously dealing with some deeper, sure. uh, deeper themes. Not only of like belonging or trying to figure out who you are or fears or cutting corners, um, but family dynamic and friendships too it's a quick read as well some comics are writing paragraphs of information and you're getting a lot of exposition and things um this one reads pretty quickly so it's to me becoming more and more impressive in how i feel as i as i keep up with it so again it's on webtoons it's called magic soda pop this sounds like a dream of mine like where i get to drink different flavored sodas and then get powers yeah yeah. It's very Alice in Wonderland or uh, Willy Wonka, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, it it definitely has it definitely has that vibe. Um 
Very cool. I, I don't know. I think also it's one that um, maybe your daughter would enjoy, uh, Jonathan. I'm kind of curious if it's something that, because it doesn't, it's not. I'll check it out. It's not like an R-rated comic by mm-hmm. any means. But then at the same time, once you download the Webtoons app, then suddenly you have exposure to a lot of content. So I don't know how, I mean, every parent is in the driver's seat of their own child's exposure to content. Uh, Webtoons has a lot of content on it. So um, there might even be a way to read it online if you wanted to. I think, uh, you can, but there, because Webtoons is also online, you can go to webtoons.com as well. Nice. But um, anyhow. I will definitely yeah. check it out. It's called I, I, uh, really Magic curious. Soda Pop. Yeah, and I would really love to hear some of everyone's feedback. There's only 37 episodes, so you can easily binge read it and get on to the weekly um, releases. Right along with me, it releases every Tuesday. Very cool. Uh, my uh, movie that I'm going to talk about is firmly a Wreck-A-Warn for me. Um, I actually had a good time with this movie, but it is all kinds of old school ridiculous talking about you know speed and some of those 90s action movies. Uh, this is Greenland. Um, this is uh, Gerard Butler and Marina Baccarin. Um, who you had me at Gerard Butler? Please go on. <laughs> well, and Marina's great too, uh, or Marina, oh, she's I, awesome. I, uh, who I first I know, know from how you pronounce that from Firefly is where I first saw her back in the day, and then she's done great stuff since then. Uh, but they basically play a couple of parents trying to survive the end of the world. There's a, a asteroid coming that is going to, um, you know, put a big hole in the Earth, which is you know not really hard when you think about it. But uh, but it's going to uh, it's going to kill any of the population that is above ground, and so the United States has you know this system, this lottery system, you know because they know it's coming for about uh, like four days. I think they have a four day span where they know oh this is going to happen. So anyway, it's just you know it's them kind of going through the process of what it takes for this family to survive. Uh, what I really liked about this movie was. It felt authentically end of the world in a way that I don't know that I've seen. Like if you watch something like 2012 or, you know, even um, Armageddon or something like that. It's just, Geostorm. Or Geostorm. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. That's a perfect example. Because Gerard just, Butler's in it. <laughs> well, you're right. You're, you know, you're absolutely right. No, that's a great, that's a great point. Um, you know, it feels so... It feels ridiculous in not just a concept way, but also an execution way. This feels ridiculous in a concept way, but the execution of it feels fairly sane to me. It feels like the world building is a little more thought out, um, which I really like. Uh, it's a perfect role for Gerard Butler. You know, he doesn't have to, um, you know, it's it's kind of what he w- he's kind of made for right now. Like his um, wheelhouse. Yeah, right right there in his wheelhouse. Uh, there's some pretty emotional stuff involving their child, um, who's played by Roger Dale Floyd, and he is incredible. Um, you know, like it's just every once in a while I'll see a child actor and I'll just be like, Man, where do you go for that stuff when you're that age? You know, like how do you access kind of the emotions that he's pulling off? Um, I'm making this sound probably a lot better than it is. It still <laughs> Did is Did you say it was a warn? It is. It is because it oh. still is a dumb action movie. Like it, it is definitely one of those '90s. Like the world, end of the, the world is ending, but our family is, you know, gonna make it through. Like it's, it's very much kind of in that cheesy wheelhouse. So yeah, my uh, my wife loves disaster movies. Oh, and she loves and and she loves to hate watch Gerard Butler. Well, so beautiful. Geostorm was like a classic <laughs> for her. Now she's gonna be so excited she gets a second chance at this. 
Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's called Greenland. I don't even know if it's, again, we're at the time of year where I'm not sure what's out and what's not. It because It doesn't I, look like it's available yet. Yeah, I get different access to public. different things at this time of year. So it may still be coming at some point. Um, I, I can tell it's not out because it currently has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So certainly it's not out <laughs> in a wide way. It's yeah, there re- are no, according to Just Watch, there are no streaming options. <laughs> it has so. it has seven reviews on Rotten Tomatoes uh, from critics and it's at 100 percent the audience score is at 64 percent um so that's interesting but i listen it's it's firmly for me in that wreck of warren category where it's like yeah this is kind of dumb but i also kind of loved the experience so um take that for what it's worth at this point (laughs) (laughs) uh well that'll wrap it up uh for behind the scenes this week don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well Uh, If you've got anything you want to send us, you can mail it to P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. You can uh, hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, a big hole in the earth, and myself, we will see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. You don't know what you got till it's gone. I paid paradise, put up a parking lot. Ooh. Do, 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 do. Which version are you singing in your head? It's not exactly right. No, that's pretty close. But who's singing it? A person. A human. Is it a male voice or a female voice? Oddly, yes. Fair enough. I think there's some sort of odd combination happening. Well, there are two versions that have been pretty popular over time. Mm-hmm. The one that I just did is going to be the best and most popular, I think. Well, I BTS mean... I... lovers, make my song number one. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There is now a new version that exists. Yes. Uh, the song is Big Yellow Taxi, in case you were wondering. Uh, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. I, you could tell I was really wondering that. There have been uh, several versions of this song. Uh, the Counting Crows version may be the one you were singing uh, because Vanessa Carlton is in there too. So there are, you know, a male and female voice. But the the, the version that always goes through my head is the Amy Grant version. Mm. But originally it was Joni Mitchell. The Joni Mitchell version is the classic. Gotcha. So, yeah. Well, the one that I know I think is Counting Crows then because the one that I remember is a more as a male, mm-hmm. although there is a female one that comes in at certain parts where I hear the female part. So it probably genuinely is a mashup of different artists. Well, the but, Counting Crows one has a female singing in it uh, every once in a while. Vanessa Carlton. Well, then that's probably the one. But the interesting thing about that one is that the first times I heard it, I thought that they were saying pave paradise and put up a fucking lot. <laughs> because he doesn't, he says, just the way he says parking and I could just never like, figure I could never figure out what he was saying. And I was like, surely he's not saying fucking like that. They wouldn't allow that. But then at the same time, I thought maybe he just kind of slid it in there. And it's like a little 
surprise, I'm saying fucking lot. Is is the idea? It's just like it's a lot. It's just it's a lot. It's, it's a lot it to handle, lot. guys. It's just a it's lot. A lot. <laughs> but a fucking lot. That's great. <laughs> they took all the trees and put them in a tree museum. Then they charged all the people a dollar and a half to see them. Here's the thing. It's sometimes hard to understand lyrics when it's playing over speakers and stuff. And I would never hear it in the car. I'd always hear it out and about. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to stop. I don't know. Maybe I'm in Target or something. And I'm just, I got my ear kind of like <laughs> perked towards one of the speakers trying to figure out, did he just say fucking lie? In the Anyone? middle of Target? God, that's brave. Monday, you met your best friend, Scott. <laughs> the new love of my life. Oh, Scott. Wait, that's my dog. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun with the narration lately. Good. I was thinking today, I'm starting to really understand kind of the core of each narrator. Like Jeremy's core is sardonic and Barrett's core is unhinged. <laughs> and, and my core is goofy. Like there's, like there's a real, like there's a goofball nature to like some of the laughing at my own joke stuff that the other narrators don't necessarily do. And it fits my personality and the unhinged thing fits Barrett's personality and the sardonic thing fits Jeremy's personality. It was just interesting yeah. thinking about that today. Yeah, I can see that. One time I had a personality. Yeah. How'd that go? It's been so long. I don't really remember. <laughs> but <laughs> where, did, where did you start to lose it? Um, about 1963. <laughs> I used to wear fake vampire teeth for fun around the house i picked these little vampire teeth up at the halloween store one year Mm -hmm. these two hollow fangs Mm -hmm. and then there was this this strip of glue and but it was like this long strip of fabric and you would cut the fabric and you just got it wet you put it down into the hollow tooth and then you would just press it to your canine and then after it sat there for a little bit it would like stick to your tooth yeah Mm mm-hmm not permanently by any means, but then I was just like, hell yeah. I just walk around the house. <laughs> I mean, there are people who have permanently altered their uh-huh. teeth to be more vampire-ish. I can't tell you that I don't think that's cool. Like, I think that's cool. I don't know. Body modification is one of those things. Like, I, I go back and forth because I think for me, I don't want to do it. And so there's there's that part of me that's like, well, why don't I want to do it? That must mean I, I don't like it in some way. But then when I see other people do body modifications, I'm like, well, you're kind of awesome. <laughs> right. And so, same. Same. But then like if I was to do it, I'd be like, no, no. I don't think do it. <laughs> right. At it's a so certain weird. time in my life. Yes. I've passed that moment. I feel like I feel like after being a mom, mm-hmm. I probably and there's there's moms out there that do bod mods. And like, I mean, there's just really rad levels of sure. people. I, but for me, like I just but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe jeans and t-shirt and some vampire teeth would be really great kind of cool could be or or like just uh, or like horns like you know some cosplay some like, horns some like, no like where they they use yeah no 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 <laughs> well what's different than no, 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 no. <laughs> some like some spine spikes you know i don't want that's too far for me that hurts like talking about that hurts I feel like people who do like the vampire tea thing, mm-hmm. like that's their thing. Yeah. I feel like they're also the ones who really know how to do like a winged, like winged eyeliner. They just have this right. special way of like doing, I'm like, I struggle to put on makeup every day. So it would just be, I just got out of the shower. My hair's all crazy. No makeup. 
jeans t-shirt and vampire teeth mm-hmm. <laughs> i just like going, <laughs> like, go, going going through the sonic drive-thru yeah <laughs> asking for tater tots and mustard just just with you know casual <laughs> vampire teeth that's the best part the best part of this idea is that the vampire teeth are the only thing that you've done yeah. like not even like any major tattoos or anything you just no. happen to have vampire teeth no. that's all <laughs> oh my god hey could i get a uh egg toaster and some uh tater tots <laughs> and maybe a pint of blood i don't know i want i want a route 44 mm-hmm. unsweet tea with a splash of sweet tea very little ice actually no ice today my teeth are sensitive <laughs> <laughs> you just have vampire teeth. Your hair, yeah. your hair's still a mess. You haven't really taken oh, yeah. care of yourself for the day. You got on like no. sweatpants B-O. and uh, yeah, <laughs> just. <laughs> but also vampire teeth. <laughs> I kind of want to do it now. <laughs> you want to talk about something serious? No. Okay. Too bad. Um, no, I only say serious in that it's a it's a deeper kind of conversation. Wow. But I've been thinking about it a lot because um, Elliot Page just oh, yeah. said that he's transgender and so yeah. it's it was one of those things that uh, i think is really important because it's somebody in the the public eye and the limelight it was a beautifully written letter explaining mm-hmm. his his heart and, and what he's going through and he said in the letter and this is this is where i'm kind of getting to that his preferred pronouns were he slash them did you see this mm-hmm. and i hadn't really thought about it before but is that a a common uh, idea for a transgender person to say, you know, here are my preferred pronouns, he, she, or whatever, but then also them? Because I really like that. And the reason I like that is because I think the best way to de-gender our language completely is, or at least in, in not completely, but in regards to the way we address people, is mm-hmm. to find a neutral word that we feel comfortable using. So the more people who use they, them as a way to say he, she, or whatever, I think the better off we're going to be long-term because then we have the tools not to assume gender ever. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that's, I don't know. I just, I got thinking about it. I was like, should I then, would would it be bad as me as, you know, what would be typically thought of as a cis male, right? To say my pronouns are he, them. Would that be bad? Would I be indicating something about myself that would be untrue? Because I, I, I don't think, mind people calling you, me them, they. I, I think that's I think that's healthy. I, I think if you were to do that, you would do what you always do, which is remain open to feedback. So if you, right. if you found yourself stepping into something that's, quote unquote, not allowed. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to co-opt anything. I'm not trying to co-opt a movement. I'm not trying to. I, I just want us all to feel more comfortable using non-gendered language and i think that only happens with more and more people using mm-hmm. them they you know in in just right. starting to use it in my day-to-day language and and i have used it occasionally uh, um with people who you know don't identify as transgender or anything like that and it still mm-hmm. feels weird and it's and it definitely feels oh, yeah. weird to it them weird. you know so I, I, yeah. I do like the idea of making it more normalized you know what one of the places i hear it uh used is in my not another dnd podcast the DM Will, I think it was Caldwell Tanner. He was doing like a little game series in a world he created called Trinivale. Mm-hmm. And when he would introduce certain NPCs or whatever, he would refer to them as they, them. And at first I was like, what, 
did I hear that wrong? And then, mm-hmm. I, and then I was like, well, how many are there? Cause he was referring to one person as they. And so I, I thought, oh, well maybe, maybe there's more of them that I just didn't understand it. Right. It took me a while. Because we know just, those words as plural words. We don't have a exactly. non-gendered singular word. We just don't. R- right. And so, so after a while I realized, oh my God, I know what he, I know what's going on here. Like mm-hmm. it just, but it, it did take me probably six months to just kind of not be, I wasn't, I wasn't offended by it. I wasn't no, of course. unnerved by it. It was just, I was trying to, every time that he would say they, I was Im- immediately in my imagination trying to figure out which character he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Like which person? Cause it's all in your, you're listening to a story. And so it could be any number of people that, so anyway, but I thought, I think now I would recommend listening to that because it's a good example of how to use those pronouns in an appropriate arena. I was also thinking we don't have difficulty referring to singular corporations as they, them. And mm-hmm. I think I think that is because we understand the plurality of it as being the group of people who form this, you know, corporation. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But there is a little bit of a difference there when I ca- talk about, you know, McDonald's and what they do, you know, that that should feel just as comfortable to me as talking about Susan and what they do. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's or, just it's shifting. It's shifting the verbiage a little bit. Um, I, I think that you could do it. Uh, on your profiles if you wanted to and just see what happens. I mean, I know you're I, I mean, I would be really nervous about that. I probably won't. I, I mean, I want to be an ally, but I also don't want to co-opt anything. I'm not trying yeah. to, you know. Right. Um, but interesting, interesting chat. Yeah. Can I ask you a question that's not at all serious? <laughs> no. Oh, 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 oh. <gasps> we could talk about Over the Moon. So fun. Yeah, it was a super cute one. Um, I watched it with Iris after we talked about it on the show um on the morning dna and in the comments it was popping up like you should watch it with iris it's really good for iris i was like Mm -hmm. okay this is probably true let's just put it on it's so bright and colorful and i loved the music and what adorable creatures and it's not too scary and it was just really 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 good i really enjoyed it and the music is amazing and the singers are incredible and the imagery is like fascinating and cultural in ways that i wish it's like, I'm, I'm like, man, I wish I had cool culture like that. <laughs> yeah. Mine's like, we like potatoes. <laughs> I definitely almost cried again, but I shut it down so fast. Good job. I was really Good proud job. of myself. Thank you. Man, that was so close. Yeah, was you close. almost had emotions and stuff. I know. Oof. Yeah. Can't yeah. imagine. It was dangerous. I really liked too is the, there was, they had like this whole like glowing, just how they made it glowing and warm. Mm-hmm. Like when the spaceship starts to go fast and yeah. the little bunny thing starts to glow and then it like fizzles off or whatever. Uh-huh. And then whenever the goddess turns into like her human form again, like she turns into this bright star almost. It was just, it's so, so pretty. I bet it looks amazing on your TV. Well, I wasn't going to say it, but thank you. <laughs> I'm sure it would. Okay. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 